I'm not talking about pouring into other people because we know as black women, that's what we do. Um, that's what we've done historically for centuries, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, we, we pour into communities, we pour into other people and our families, our relationships, but I'm talking about like pouring into yourself. Um, and so I think that in order for you to, to live authentically and in order for me to be able to give myself the most positive life I can, you know, the most happy experience I can, that I owe it to myself to, to really discover who I am, what I like, what I'm capable of, and to be able to pursue um, my passion. Uh, my name is Rebecca Coleman. I'm 28 years old. I am a humanitarian, um, and I live in Maryland. Everyone wants to be fully known and fully loved by someone, and some spend their whole lives searching for that person and never find them. Yet, there are a few who stumble on a valuable truth hidden in plain sight. The only human that can fully know and fully love you is you. And self-discovery is the only route to the destination we call known. Welcome to the Known Podcast, where we listen to the stories of those who decide to take that journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Known Podcast. Today, I have Rebecca Coleman with me. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. Rebecca, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what is your story? So um, to kind of introduce myself, I am a daughter, a sister, and recently uh, became a dog mom. And I feel like that has kind of become my new obsession. Um, I feel like I've discovered a whole like subgroup or sub subsect of people who exist. Um, but yeah, I guess that's like a little introduction about me. Um, I, as far as work, work in the humanitarian field. I'm a fundraiser. Um, which means that I essentially ask people for money. It's like marketing, <laughs> but with a little bit of guilt added on top of it. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. a very interesting job. Um, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, I've been doing this for the past three years. Um, and it's something that I feel brings value to the world and to kind of my place in it. Um, graduating from college, I wasn't really sure like where I was going or, or what my place would be. Um, it took a year for me, to, for me to be able to find a job. I was in this really difficult limbo. Um, people talk about post-grad depression and this kind of like confusion of being in school for so long and like working towards a goal. And then you reach that goal and it's like, okay, what now? <laughs> right, right. Oh, um, I hate that. Yeah, I don't, I don't wish that on my worst enemy, but um, yeah, so I was, I, I, I went to school in Michigan. My family lived there. Um, so I was, one thing I did know was that I did not want to stay in Michigan <laughs> for anyone who's been there. <laughs> oh my goodness. You do not have to tell me twice. Right. No, I know exactly. <laughs> So I was like, it, honestly, it doesn't matter what I do. I just don't want to be here. Um, so I was applying to different places. Um, I wanted to be in a city. So I was looking at Chicago. I was looking at Atlanta. I visited Atlanta a couple of times, loved it. Um, everything except for the traffic. But <laughs> And then I was also looking at um, like the DC metro area. Um, mm -hmm. So 
opportunity opened up out here um, after about a year of me looking and just interview after interview, application after application, cover letter after cover letter. Those things are the bane of my existence. Um, They're the worst in the world. Wow. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, this opportunity opened up and I moved out here and I guess all of that to say that I, I moving to Maryland has been kind of the start of this, of my personal journey to becoming more myself, um, Mm. and, and finding who I am and like, who is Rebecca and who does Rebecca wants to be, um, for the rest of her life, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what has that journey looked like? Um, it's been a lot of self-reflection. It's been allowing myself the, the space to really dig deep and figure out what I want. Um, I grew up a pastor's kid and a missionary kid. So we moved around a lot, like a lot. Um, And it was like, life was so fast paced. I feel like I never got the time to just like take a breather and be like, okay, like, what do I want out of life? Like, what do I want? Mm. What do I want out of it? And also what do I want to put out into the universe? Um, Mm. It was always kind of just like, you know, you're, you're, when I was growing up, it was very like religious and very church oriented. Um, and you're here to serve others. You're here to help. You're here to preach the gospel. You know, it's like after church events and this and that, and like, everything is so like packed. And then I feel like I transitioned into like, you know, like the awkward teenage years. And that also is like Mm -hmm. confusing, like who knows what's going on. Yeah. And then, uh, you follow that with college and it's just kind of like, like I said before, you're just working towards this goal. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I never really had a chance to figure out, to figure out who I was until very recently. Um, and I feel like I gave myself the time to figure that out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So as you're figuring yourself out, what are some tools you've used? What does figuring yourself out look like? therapy. (laughs) Um, I'm a big proponent of therapy. Um, it's great for people who have been through, you know, like a specific traumatic event. It's also great just for like taking stock of your life and, and just being able to bounce ideas off of someone who is qualified and, and get their opinion on things. So, um, I've, I am currently in therapy. I've been in therapy basically since I moved out here. Um, and it's just been so, refreshing and um just great self-discovery and on that note I do want to say that um one thing about therapy is that it's okay to outgrow your therapists um I've been through probably three or four of them since I've been here um and you know everyone has kind of like their focus or their expertise um and I remember going through my first therapist for a specific problem that I had specific trauma in my past and she helped me resolve not maybe not resolve it but review it kind of come to come to terms with it know how to live with it um and after I received all the tools from her for that specific event I realized that well you know maybe it's time to see someone else for 
different issues. Um, mm-hmm. So I do, I do want to encourage everyone who's in therapy that if um, they're feeling a little bit stagnant with their therapist, that it's okay to talk to someone else who might be better qualified to deal with whatever problems you're dealing with right mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. At the moment. Yeah. So um, back to your question about what steps I took. Um, therapy was a lot. Um, working out is huge. Um, I definitely found my passion in fitness um, and developing relationships with with friends, um, deepening those relationships and being able to grow from other people who are going through a lot of the same things that you are. Um, yeah. Allowing yourself the space to be vulnerable with these people so that you can grow from them and kind of bounce ideas off of them. Um, yeah, I would say friendships are are one thing that really helped me grow and discover where I am in my life just from being able to talk through things with other people. Yeah, yeah. Did that vulnerability come easily? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if vulnerability ever comes easily. Um, yeah you don't want people to see the real you because you're afraid of like how they're going to react. Like, mm-hmm. are they going to be scared of what they see? Are they going to be judgy? Um, you definitely want to give people, at least for me, I, I guess I should say, I, I definitely struggle with giving people what I feel like they want um, to see. Yeah. And I, I, I know that this definitely stems from growing up in a very religious setting and culture mm-hmm. and, and knowing that there are kind of norms and standards that you have to abide by. So it's really, really easy to um, code switch <laughs> yeah. and, and, and be like, OK, well, I'm talking to this person today, so yeah. I have to behave right in an mm-hmm. acceptable way for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think part of, of where I am in my journey now is being being. I guess, comfortable enough in who I am that I don't need to or want to switch it up for mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. It's like, this is me, take it or leave it, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So as you're learning who Rebecca is, what's the most interesting thing you've learned so far? I think the most interesting thing that I've learned is that if I put my mind to something if I decide that I'm going to do this or that this is a goal that I want to accomplish, it's, it's going to happen. Um, Mm. I, and that has been cool because I've been able to craft the life that I want essentially. Um, because it's like, Hey, like this is something that I would really want to do, whether it's something like visiting a specific country, you know, crossing that off your bucket list or a career move, or, you know, deepening a a friendship. It's like, all you have to do really is be like, okay, this is something that I value in my life. This is something that I want to put my effort towards. And I, I want to work towards that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that's really cool. And, in discovering my abilities during this journey. Yeah. I love that. So how would you describe this phase of your life? Um, I think I would describe it as growing into myself. Um, Mm. this person, like, I know that this, this series is kind of talking about self-discovery and journey. So yeah, on that theme, it's just 
I feel like this, there's a, there's a, there was a version of me that always existed. I just never tapped into that myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think this journey has taught me that like I'm, I'm learning myself. It almost feels like I'm intro being introduced to someone else. That's not me, yeah. um, but it is me. And I'm discovering that it has been me all along. Um, and that I just yeah. need to step, step into it. It's, it's been you all along and you're just learning how to fill it in. In my head, I see, um, you know, one of those pets that you get at the dollar store, like the little, the little shrink things that you put in water and usually it's an animal you put in the water and it slowly starts mm -hmm. to expand. It's been you all along, but you're expanding. Um, and so that, that water, I guess, is your self-discovery journey. I love it. Yes. I, I really like that example. It's like taking up space and allowing yourself yeah. to be who, who you truly are. Yeah. Taking up space. Uh, I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> So how would you say this journey has impacted your relationships with others? I think it's allowed my relationships to be more authentic. Um, the relationships that are mutually beneficial, that are growing, that are, that are substantial have, have deepened and stayed. And then those that are just kind of like, you know, sucking you dry and, and have a lot of negative energy have been ended. And I think that that's being able to prioritize what you put your energy into is huge. And so I think that the friendships that I have now, I'm able to really invest more into them. And so they, they get a better version of me. Um, mm. And then the ones that just don't serve to any positivity on both sides, it's, it's easier to just kind of be like, well, I'm not going to put any more effort into this um, yeah. because it's taking away from, from the good things. It's kind of like a, a plant, right. And pruning it. Mm -hmm. um, so that the real good, great, healthy fruit or leaves or whatever can grow and you're not wasting your energy on other things. Yeah. I love that analogy. So you mentioned earlier you're in fundraising and you had this period after college of trying to figure out what in the world you were going to do. Um, how did your self-discovery journey and your career choice journey coincide? Okay, so I guess I would have to, to backtrack a little bit and talk about what I did in college. So I did my undergrad in well, started off, let's go back to the very beginning. I started off uh, <laughs> pre-med. Um, uh, my whole life up until college, I wanted to be an OBGYN um, and I wanted to deliver babies. I thought that would be like the best job in the world. <laughs> um, I got to school and I did a couple science classes. I think it was like my sophomore year. And I was like, I don't know, this might not be for me. <laughs> um, the delivering babies part sounds fun, but I don't know everything else that it takes to get there, you know. So yeah. I I switched majors. I was psychology for a little bit. Um, then I was journalism. And then I settled on um, media communications. So that's what I did my undergrad in. And I absolutely loved it. And then after undergrad, it was kind of like a very mini time of like kind of searching, like, okay, what do I want to do with this now? And so I decided, okay, let me go back and get my master's. And I did it in international development because that's something that I knew I was passionate about, you know, helping people um, 
in other countries. And I, so I, I went through, I did my master's and then I graduated and it was really hard for me to try to figure out what sector in my field that I wanted to be in. Um, so it, it took a lot of narrowing down and a lot of just like taking stock of what I had done this thus far, where I wanted to be, but then also just kind of like weighing out, <laughs> I really just need a job. <laughs> that was like yeah. the, big, the big push, right? Like, yeah. it's like, I really just need something to support myself. So for a while there, I was applying to like, whatever, like, I was like, I don't even care if it's in my field. I just need to get my foot in the door somewhere. Um, thankfully I applied to the agency or the organization that I work at now. And I applied for another position, but that position was filled. And so I ended up applying to, uh, you know, the, another, another one, because I really wanted to work at this organization. And I realized that it kind of meshed what I did in undergrad and what I did for my master's perfectly. Mm -hmm. It's fundraising. You need to know about like international development and policies and all of that, but you also need to have a very strong communications background. Um, I do mm -hmm. a lot of writing. That's like the bulk of my work um, and being able to storytell basically, because what I'm doing is translating the need in the field to someone who wants to help. So it really was the perfect match. And it was great because I was like, all of this was for a reason. Um, yeah. I, you know, I was confused at the time in undergrad. I was like, I switched my major like five times. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I ended up going back and getting my master's, but it really all culminated to kind of like this perfect mix that enabled me to do what I do now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, awesome. that was, it was great to look back and be able to see that even when you're in it and you don't understand it, that sometimes yeah. you take a look back and it's like, everything makes sense. Everything makes sense. I love that. Uh, I think our, our self-discovery journeys are like that too. You know, we, we look back and see different experiences we've had and see how they've worked together to help us become the people that we are today mm -hmm. and the people that will be tomorrow. And so um, every time that I start getting discouraged in my journey, whether that be my career journey or my spiritual journey or my self-discovery journey or my um, physical journey, being able to look back and say, oh, everything worked together so far. So it's going to keep working together. Always mm -hmm. is super encouraging to me. So you are a black woman. Why is self-discovery important to you as a black woman? I think that it's so important now more than ever that black women are given the permission to take up space. And I know we, we use this term already in our conversation, but I just think it just is so perfect. Um, we we were allowed to be in the room. We're allowed to be at yeah. the table. Um, and I think that what room you're in and what table you're in is all dependent on how much you have discovered about yourself. And so I think to give ourselves, like we owe it to ourselves to give ourselves the best shot at whatever environment we happen to find ourselves in. And I'm not talking about pouring into other people because we know as black women, that's what we do. Um, that's what we've done historically for centuries, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, we, we pour into communities, we pour into other people and our families, our relationships, but I'm talking about like pouring into yourself. Um, 
And so I think that in order for you to, to live authentically and in order for me to be able to give myself the most positive life I can, you know, the most happy experience I can, that I owe it to myself to, to really discover who I am, what I like, what I'm capable of, and to be able to pursue um, my passions. So the last question I'm going to ask you today comes from a game called We're Not Really Strangers. It's one of my favorite card games. Whenever I have people over to my house, um, it helps us connect, especially as I'm trying to pursue these vulnerable um, friendships, relationships, even with people who I don't quite know yet. So the question I have for you is, do you think the image you have of yourself matches the image people see you as? That's a hard question. Um, <laughs> short answer, no, I don't think it does. I am still doing a lot of self-reflection and work on, um, I mean, just to be vulnerable on, on my self-confidence. Um, mm -hmm. And so I do think I've had conversations with people where they're just like pushing me, you know, to, 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 pursue this talent and that talent and, and where they're pouring into me. And it's, it's sometimes hard for me to, to believe it or to hear that about yeah. myself. So I do think that I might have a different view of myself than others do. Um, and yeah. that's all in, it's all in the journey, right? Like we're on this journey. Yeah. It's not over today. <laughs> yeah. um, there's always work to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. As we are on our journeys, there's always more work to do. Um, but you, from what I can see from afar, you are a phenomenal woman doing phenomenal things. And so keep walking, keep journeying, keep um, pushing to the very end. Um, thank you for being here with us today. Let people know how they can keep up with you. Yes. So um, my Instagram is... Becca Dene, that's B-E-C-C-A underscore D-E-N-A-E. -E. Had to make sure I spelled my middle name correctly because I don't ever write it out. Um, <laughs> but I believe that's right. Um, something, I'm just gonna a little self-plug here. Something that I didn't talk yeah. about was that I am a personal trainer. So for anyone who is wanting help in that sphere, please hit me up. Um, I do, if you're in the Maryland area, in-person training, and then if you're not online coaching as well. So yeah, definitely hit her up. Definitely look her up. Once you see your, her page, you will be convinced <laughs> and you can hit her up to start getting your 2021 goals on track. Thank you again for being here, Becca. Um, we really enjoyed having you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Known Podcast Season 2. I hope you walked away from this episode feeling encouraged to either begin or to continue your journey to the destination we call known. If you enjoyed this episode, if you feel like you grew as a result, we'd love to hear about it. You can leave us a review on Apple Music or Spotify. Or if you want to connect with us directly, you can follow us on Instagram at The Known Podcast. You can follow me, your host, at the Mia Darling on Instagram as well. I'm so grateful that this amazing Black woman decided to share her story with us. And I hope that you are empowered and inspired to share your story too. Let's all keep sharing our stories as we walk this path to the destination we call known. See you next time.